You're listening to Once, episode 146, A Curious Thing, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And we're so happy to have you with us. We just finished watching A Curious Thing. So these are our initial reactions. <laughs> it, it was very curious. It was we just stared at it. Curious. It was like looking at a thing in a bag, but a lot more exciting. It was all rainbows and emeralds and flying monkeys. <laughs> and I loved Almost every minute of it. And what's crazy is that's a good description. But we are going to be a bit all over the place in our thoughts. I forgot kisses. And theories. Well, I thought that's what the rainbow was for. Broken hearts. Split hearts, not broken. Split hearts. Well, yes. I'll tell you a little bit more later how you can send us your feedback (laughs) for a full discussion. But let's get into this big thing that surprised me in this episode. That Neil was back. For a little bit. That's the big thing that surprised you? Well... Out of all of that. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing I completely didn't expect to see at all anymore in Once Upon a Time. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought maybe maybe in the season finale we would see him. But I even thought in the flashback they wouldn't show him because now he's absorbed into Rumpel. They kind of ended his story in both sides. So to see him was really cool. One last sacrifice yeah. not even last that technically chronologically wasn't the last but it was a big one but now it all it makes so sense how emma got the note and that was cool yeah i liked it i liked it a lot there was a lot of stuff about sacrifice in this episode yes yes we're going to have to to pick this one apart in a in a good way i started there was a lot of good stuff i started thinking when we saw that Snow is going to have to take David's heart. I was thinking, wait, if if did you think he was fake? It, yeah, I started having like, dead and fake and lost gone. moments. Yeah. Wondering like, okay, who is that in Storybrooke? But then I remembered that Zelina took his courage, and I was like, that's a whole lot of stuff to go through with a fake. So True. I yeah, but yeah, for a minute I was like, is he a David monkey? So, this whole time so my theory that the reason Zelina needs this baby is that it was born in one world or was conceived in one world born in another turns out that's not true she not for that reason at least right that she does need this specific baby for some reason yeah but that all has to do with their sort of um superlative pure heart slash true love talk it's like Oh, this baby's heart is so pure, and this baby is so the product of true love, and there are just all kinds of little unique things. Snow and charming, and maybe are, it is where it's born. Snow and charming are just magic baby manufacturers. Oh dear, um, sure, yes, they are. They, I'm going to take that back. It, it has nothing to do with this world because this wasn't part of her original plan, right? Which that was cool to see. I liked that because it didn't make a lot of sense to me. I thought it was a little, I always thought it was, felt a little off, which, but I had started ignoring that because a lot of things I didn't expect turned out to be true. Like she's actually her half sister and I still don't understand why she was stealing blood. 
right at all yeah because now we know she didn't even need the blood in order to enact the curse right because she wasn't the one who did it so why the blood what's with the chimp and the blood unless maybe the whole point of getting the blood was so that she could do her own dna test and so that zelina could know for sure that regina is her sister no maybe oh because she did drop it in the same kind of vial as rumple that's true yeah but it didn't glow rather she let it slide off the monkey's very blood retentive claw speaking of sliding off the monkey's claw i want to thank some people (laughs) who have sent us some money off the monkey's claw thankfully not blood to make this episode of one's podcast possible steve johnson david newland lisa slack and jessica retzleff Thank you so much for your kind donations to One's Podcast. We really appreciate it because it keeps the podcast going, helps cover our expenses for running the podcast, and there are many expenses for running the podcast, so we really appreciate that. And I'm really excited to say I can now thank our Patreon backers. We're now getting $3.25 per episode oh, wow. off of Patreon. Now, here's the cool thing. Someone is contributing $0.25 cents per episode. <laughs> And, that's awesome. Yeah, it is because that's what they can do. And it's not an insult to us. We get about um, 80 or 91% of whatever you contribute. So that you can contribute 25 cents. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. We do. And we offer many different levels of this new service where it's Patreon, where you pledge to support a certain amount per episode. And there are certain benefits that you get with that, but you can also set a budget. So if you decide I want to do $20 per episode, but I don't want to sponsor eight or nine episodes in a month, that's too expensive. Well, you can set a budget to say you don't want to spend any more than this. So if we published a hundred episodes in a month, you wouldn't go over your budget. It's a really cool system. We've got links to that as well as links to the traditional ways to be able to sponsor our podcast over at onespodcast.com slash sponsor. But big thanks to Steve, David, and Lisa, and Jessica for making this episode possible. Yes, and thank you. check out all those other options at onespodcast.com slash sponsor. So many ways to patronize us. <laughs> I mean, what? So, I think this was one of my top five favorite once upon a time episodes me too so good when it first started out i thought it seemed a little bit cheesy like what they were saying inside of the family room area of granny's diner i just thought you mean in the in the room yeah (laughs) the dialogue is just a little bit cheap here and kind of setting up this convenient circumstance that happens but then after that (laughs) Everything else I thought was great and amazing in many ways. Well, and at least this time, if they're going to sit down and just figure things out with no documentation whatsoever, at least they were sitting down and really thinking hard instead of just standing somewhere in the middle of the street and just having this rapid fire conversation where they're like, well, of course this and this and this. And then they are just off and running to another location. This, they gave it some thought. So I don't know. It worked for me. And, and poof, the blue fairy comes too. no. That didn't happen. But well, that's what happens when you stand in the streets to oh. start starting to talk about <laughs> solutions. At least, at least we know all the fairies comes. have actually been consulted. Yeah. At least at some point in the story. Yeah, including Tink. Yeah, and Blue. Yeah, which are the all only the fairies. fairies we know by name. Right. Well, no, Astrid wasn't mentioned. Well, she's part of all the fairies. 
And let's be honest, he loves her, but how much good is she really going to be in this situation? <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, true. He never seems to be with his true love. And speaking of true love, Robin and Regina. Finally, a Regina <laughs> kiss that doesn't make everyone go, oh, what's happening right now? And I thought it was really cool to see Regina happily in love mm-hmm. again. Exactly. Well, that's what I meant in my expression of not gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Graham going after David, all those things. Oh, yeah. All going those things that David. happened lasagna nights you know things of the past that well the past is in the past so (laughs) so we'll let it go and let regina have her happiness because it's nice to see yeah we love truly as an open door and she's walking through it (laughs) because now she has a pure heart too it's true it's true i think the whole henry believing thing was pretty amazing how that worked out that it, it wasn't the same old Emma has to kiss Henry again thing. Regina got to play a part right. in breaking this curse. I had a feeling just the way it was being set up that it wasn't that simple. And I couldn't quite figure out how two people who were not affected by the curse directly could be the keys to breaking it. So it made so much more sense for Regina to be the one. Mm. And by the way, props to Erin J, our co-host on Wednesday nights for our full discussions. She predicted this. So good job, Erin. <laughs> good job. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much awesomeness. There was so episode. much flying monkeyness. Yeah. There were like seven of them this time. So why I was starting it- to think it was just Walsh. And I thought that was really lame. But, oh my gosh, they killed so many, and why did they just blow up this time? Why did they incinerate on contact? Yeah. I felt like I could have, you know, stuck one with a pin, and it would have incinerated, which is not very uh, very dangerous in that sense. I hope none of them were Philip and Aurora. Well, I know! It's like, <laughs> they show a pregnant Aurora, by the way, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? No. So, yeah basically three people turned into two monkeys or can winged monkeys be pregnant i don't know and what is the baby anyway if we see any of the flying monkeys having a baby flying monkey (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be cut cutting back and forth like intermixed scenes it's gonna be like snow having her baby and flying monkey aurora having her baby and i don't know what else i think that's probably enough <laughs> no i but yeah did they just poof and and little john too i would hope that these weren't any of the good guys and walsh that were going poof and was henry going to be turned into a monkey if he sailed away with smee in a stolen ship that was pretty clever of hook to try to do that that was the only part of the episode I really could have done without was the whole let's all cross our arms and totally misjudge Hook. That made no sense to me. Yeah, but he didn't actually say that Snow sent it to them. He just said, I thought it was you. And he said it arrived by a, a dove or a bird. Right, but it was the, one of those scenes where it's just like he's not saying the words that would fall out of anyone's mouth. Henry was running away. 
He stole your keys, and he was running away from you in your car. I saved his life in two different ways. Well, I think Emma knew that. I'm that defending Drew's Hook, people. <laughs> How logical could that scene have been if I'm defending Hook? Maybe we'll just leave it at that yeah. and move on, at least until our full discussion <laughs> exactly, this exactly. Wednesday. <laughs> there were so many wonderful things. I, the, the episode almost could have been finished at nine minutes to the hour. Yeah, I when it went to the commercial break, I thought, oh, man, we still amazing got episode. And I saw the clock and realized, yes, yes, more time. Even in the chat room, I switched over to the chat room when we have our live chat during the live Eastern time and central airing of the show. I popped over in the chat room and I said, we still have 10 more minutes. <laughs> uh, I was excited. I, there were there were a lot of... Uh... There were a lot of emotional moments in this. Mm-hmm. It almost felt like because of the emotional moments and because of how much action there was and how epic I think this episode was, like seeing the curse being cast again, seeing Henry and Regina break the curse and all of this stuff, it almost could have been a season finale. Yeah, well, I didn't mid-season expect. finale. I would say right. if if they were doing the thing where you take one single story arc and carry it across the entire series right. season, then this could have been a mid-season finale. There were so many little things. Like I, you know, I've mentioned a couple times not quite understanding how as good as this season has been, how it's connected, how this half of the season is connected to the rest of the story of the show, but these were some important developments that we almost hadn't even seen in sort of Snow and Regina's relationship. Yeah. That whole that whole thing was so great and so unexpected. Who cast the curse and this whole I mean it was it was borderline, but they they pulled it off and made it beautiful. But it could it could have been really weird. Yeah. Like um so now, so now you're sharing a heart, but no, it's actually really cool. The sharing a heart thing is—it's weird, but it's—it's mm. it's very fairy tale. I yeah, I've referenced Dragonheart before. We've oh. talked about that. Well, I wouldn't call Snow Dragonheart. <laughs> I think that's just rude. But Dragonheart is another movie with Sean Connery, which I used to think, oh, great movie, and then Jenny and I watched it again recently, and it was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cheesy pretty corny <laughs> of a movie but it's got some cool music and it's got sean connery's voice in it and well dragon yes and but, dragon but in it it starts with the same or a similar premise where there's a heart a, a knight or a prince is dying and so a dragon sacrifices half of his heart to give to the prince so it's this dragon heart thing and the two of them are then connected with each other but here they're sharing a heart, which that's cool. That's really neat that they can do that. Hey, all half-hearted jokes aside, <laughs> at least they're sharing a heart and not a brain. Yeah. Because Storybrooke David could have been accused of sharing a brain with somebody at some point. Because he didn't seem to be functioning with all of one. It brings new meaning to the um, marriage being to becoming one. Mm-hmm. Now they are actually one heart. And actually... As the scene began, I thought they were going to, you know, for example, how they've been doing the whole, well, Regina, you feel things with your whole soul, so you can still feel without your heart. I thought they were going to be like, no, Snow, I love you so much 
that I don't need a heart to be alive and love you. Like, I can do both without a heart just because true love but they didn't go that route and i'm i'm so so by the time i was working through all that in my head the sharing literally sharing a heart thing i was like okay that's actually at least he does have to have something of a heart inside of his chest to be alive yeah that that that's okay after you consider the alternative explanations and i started worrying too that it was going to be something like the curse would reward him with his heart back because it was oh. a sacrifice willingly given oh that would have been bad instead of being taken yeah right. and i was thinking please don't go there because then nothing has any consequences switch. right and he'd be coming back from the dead and yeah it wouldn't work very well so yes given the alternatives sharing a heart that's a fairy tale ending and the book is back which hello i predicted that one just not quite in that way i thought emma was going to find it in her closet in new york and it was going to be the key to her believing again but i really like the way they connected it yeah and to see henry then go through that same process as emma Mm -hmm. did and i wonder though have has stuff been added to this book and when they started talking about the book i thought oh boy we're gonna get the history of the book uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no we're not gonna still. get the history of the book i feel like maybe at this point would i be wrong to think we've kind of got it mm-hmm. oh the curse creates it when it's needed in order for the curse to be broken yeah that's the part I don't really like. I'd like there to be more of a story to it, that someone wrote and enchanted the book, mm-hmm. like the fairies. I think that makes the most sense, that they would be so sneaky like that to put in this little book. You know, That's where sneaky fairy could come in. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting. And I think this was one of the things that made me question Zelina having cast the curse. It, clearly it needed to be broken, but why would she write in a way to break it? Right. But Rumpel wrote in Emma. Well, did he write it or predict it as the savior? Emma as the savior. He wrote it in. So in that case, you would expect it to be Emma related. Yeah. And well, here's the thing. So did they rewrite it and then forget? (laughs) No, with this curse, remember, they originally wrote it to take them to Storybrooke back to our world. Right. Then Zelina came and added the forget part. Right, but they remember at this point. Yeah, so they didn't need anything to break their curse. Oh, oh, right. Because they were thinking, this will just take us all there. Right. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. They broke the curse part of the curse. Like before, they don't want to break the whole curse, or it will be as if Storybrooke never existed. That would have been wonderful. They're like... Oh, great. We broke too much of the curse. Emma, get your bug. We're doing it again. (laughs) Dang it. We just did this. That would have been bad. (laughs) But so much awesomeness in this episode. And so many quotable lines, too. And and one that you can't quote. Regina's look when they were looking at the flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag condescending Regina. (laughs) I feel that that picture is going to be used for, like, uh, like it's going to be, like, disapproving Regina. 
condescending Regina. We're going to be cutting her out of that scene and pasting her onto all sorts of other scenes. That's going to happen. Start doing that, people. I want to see some. You know, I think the one other big thing that stood out to me about this episode is, well, Snow is about to give birth. And what we learned from this is that Emma's powers needed to be removed before Snow gives birth for some reason, because it sounds like as soon as this baby is born, Zelina is going to come snatch the baby away or do something in order to start this whole new time travel curse. Yeah, I see there again. Why didn't Hook just fully explain the stinking curse? Just literally, yes. Okay, you're beating around the bush. Yes, you curse your lips. It was, if I kiss you, your magic will be taken away. Why did he not just say that? And then you'll notice, to my credit, I did not kiss you and take away your magic. And you saved your son because of that. Yeah. I almost wonder if he was still feeling like he couldn't tell her or else Zelina would start killing someone. Which got your tongue? <laughs> oh, no, your lips. Sorry. Yeah, whatever. It was illogical. Hashtag illogical hook. No, not really. I felt like Selena might be over for a minute. What do you mean over? Like, well, okay, so the curse broke as usual earlier than I expected in the season. Yeah. I mean, three episodes ago, really, over the next two Sundays. Mm-hmm. And... uh she seemed to be melting for a second, only not with water, with light. Like magic. Yeah, it was like Henry was burning her. It was <laughs> Emma's magic. It was, but yeah, I know. I see what you mean. That is kind of what it seemed like. Yeah, and uh, by the way, just to clarify what Jeremy said, yes, we have two more Sundays, three more episodes. The mm-hmm. finale is two episodes back to back. So keep that in mind with your your DVR, your TiVo, whatever, your schedule. Speaking of DVRs and things to keep in mind, I noticed today that the actual schedule for that night, and this is not the only ABC finale doing this, is 8 o'clock to 10.01 p.m. So, and I noticed, Uh, I believe it's the finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a couple days before that, mm -hmm. is also a minute longer. So Mm -hmm. just maybe for the next couple weeks as we're heading to the end of ABC's seasons, give your DVR a little extra time if you don't normally. I would always give you the advice when you set your DVR, give it five minutes extra at the beginning, five minutes extra at the end. Then that way, whatever what came before the show, you can say, did you see the last five minutes? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> or like on Sunday nights, you'll at least know yes, who that's won all I the saw. award with America's Funniest right. Home Videos. Or America's Funniest YouTube Videos. Funniest YouTube now. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But we would love your feedback for our upcoming full discussion of this episode of Once Upon a Time. Please email feedback at oncepodcast.com and put... A curious thing in the subject line to help us with sorting those emails. You can also call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or go to the website and send a voice message through the website at oncepodcast.com. Our upcoming full discussion will be live on Wednesday, April 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four 
over at oncepodcast.com slash live. And we would love for you to be a part of that with your feedback and just hanging out with us in the live show. As people do with us on Sunday nights, we chat during the episode. We have the live initial reactions 15 minutes after the Eastern and Central Time episode. So we have a lot of fun and a lot of people are hanging out with us as well. And one other thing I want to ask you to do is please write a review for us in iTunes over at oncepodcast.com slash iTunes. We really appreciate those reviews. They help other people find the podcast and they really encourage us too. So that's at oncepodcast.com slash iTunes. And if you want to comment on the show notes for this episode, it's at oncepodcast.com slash 146. So there's a lot of cool stuff. We're going to have Aaron joining us for our discussion this Wednesday. We'll have Hunter and Jacqueline providing some awesome spoilers for us as well. And we hope to have your feedback too. If you can't remember any of this information we shared, the feedback, the sponsorship, the iTunes reviews, all of that stuff, it's all on the website at oncepodcast.com, including how you can follow us on Twitter at once podcast and i'm daniel j lewis on twitter at the ramen noodle i'm jeremy laughlin on twitter at fleegon that's p-h-l-e-g-o-n and until next time if i didn't know any better i'd say haagen is smitten with your stomach <laughs> and thanks for listening Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our donors and Patreon contributors for this episode of Once Podcast. If you'd like to be one of them with a one-time, automatic monthly, or per-episode donation, check out oncepodcast.com slash sponsor.